The views and opinions expressed in the following paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. You work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here are Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. My name is Josh Gilbert. I am sitting here with Jeff Zufall. He is the Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. We all knew that, though. But it is a new year. So yes. it's time for us, Jeff, to kind of start all over again. That's right. right. That's right. It's that, a brand new year. Start fresh. That doesn't mean that we need to, you know, redo our HSA or redo our FSA or. Well, no, because usually those you've had to claim or are, are, are do your enrollment, you know, by November, December of last year to say, hey, this is what I'm going to do for this year. And again, an HSA, if you have an HSA and your employer funds a little bit of money for you, um, when we get to the end of the year, you still have the ability to, to, I say, zero it in, to max it out. And you typically can do that all the way up until filing of your tax return or March 15th, whichever is sooner. So um, if you have an HSA and you only put $3,000 into it over the year, you can use it as an IRA, fund the extra money. You know, you can go either 7000 or eighty three your single or, or, you know, family plan and, and fund it right there at the time of doing your return. And this is kind of what we'll touch on later on in the show, but these are the things that you need to start back up again this yes. year. You say, what did I do last year? Mm-hmm. How can I max it out even more? Exactly. Or what are the other things out there? You know, I maxed out my, my FSA. This, this is me talking. Uh, we've maxed out our FSA for Finn School. Is there anything else out there I can be doing? Because you know what, I, I'm not I'm not going to say this lightly, but for my little pittance that I have, <laughs> and my little plot of land that we have, I've got a little extra money this Yay. year to do something <laughs> with. You know, and it's like you know, my wife's well, you know, you've got credit card bills that oh those <laughs> they'll go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a little mm-hmm. something I could do. You know, my paychecks are 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 bigger than than you know I expected. What more can I be doing? So the concept would be is increase. Eat. We're a fresh year. Increase your four hundred one k IRA HSA. You know, whatever you're you're using for your retirement vehicle, increase it by one percent maybe 2%, yeah. and then see where your paycheck is. So I, I bumped it up last year. I mm-hmm. bumped it up the year before that because that's what you – I mean, I'm sitting at, Keep, se- at 7% for my, my Roth and 7% for my exactly for my uh, bump pre-tax. It, bump it one more time for this year. Again. Yes. Bump it again. Yes. As long as it doesn't – As long as it doesn't take food off the table, yeah. and that's the concept. Some people say, well, I'll, I'll start with 10%. It's way too – and typically if you haven't done it in the past, it's too much, honestly. Um, start with uh, two, three, four percent. Work your way up over time. You know, I we so I filled in for McGraw a couple of weeks ago last mm-hmm. week. You had to get year. up at like four in the morning. Oh, it was <laughs> it was brutal. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you that show easy as pie. You, know? <laughs> you talk for four minutes and then you go to traffic. You yeah, know, you talk for another three minutes and then you go to news. Um, it hosts itself, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I. I got a little bigger, a bigger paycheck. There you go. And then I looked at it, and then I looked, you know, what was that? This is what I got paid, and then I looked, what what did I actually clear? Exactly. And I yeah. said, where'd all that go? So you go up, and that's what you're supposed to do with every paycheck stub that you get. Exactly. We still get ours on paper. It's yeah. direct deposited. Yeah. Some people get theirs online. Yeah. Look at it. Exactly. Because I was like, where's all this money going? And, you know, yes, a big chunk did go to taxes. Yeah. But as I scrolled down, a lot of it went to myself. Exactly. Came right back 401k. You know, either you're doing a Roth or a pre-tax, one or the other. 
that's money back in your pocket. And pay yourself first is the concept. That's, so I, at the end of the day, I was like, where did all my money go? And then I realized, <laughs> well, I'm paying myself first. Exactly. And that's Jeff's philosophy. Not only is it keep what's yours, uh, you should write a second book called Pay Yourself First. Um, if these Trump tax laws uh, expire in 2025, there'll be version two and three. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have because we got some new, <laughs> new new stuff coming. New stuff coming. <laughs> uh, and we already have. We, you know, we, well, yeah. we talk in the news. We already have some new stuff that are, that's coming. And uh, the Trump tax cuts haven't even sunsetted yet. Uh, But we'll get into that as well. But the idea is that it's a new year. It's it's your chance to reconfigure your withholding. Yes. It's your chance to set up an HSA and FSA. It's your chance to increase, you know, what you're paying yourself ahead of time uh, by, you know, doing an extra percent here or an extra percent there. It comes out of your paycheck. You don't even see it. You don't even miss it. Yeah. You know, and then you can go into Jeff at Capital Advisory Group, capitaladvisorygrp.com. Go to the website, get an appointment scheduled. You can go into Jeff and say, I've maxed this out. I've maxed that out. I found, you know, for the first time in my life, I have uh, more money than, you know, I hate to say more money than I know what to do with. Because, again, if my wife is listening, she'll say, you know, (laughs) we just, you know, built a fireplace and we owe the bank some money. That's right. You know, but eh, it's technicality. That's a technicality. <laughs> uh, of course, there's things that that I could pay for, but if I've got a little bit of extra money, what more can I be doing with it? So, if you have children, um, mm-hmm. you do a five twenty nine. So the concept is you don't take a tax deduction for it, but you do get the money that goes in after tax. But the state of Missouri will give you a five percent state tax credit for any contribution that you put in up to $16,000. So hypothetically states 5%, you know, state tax, depending upon where your state tax is. So um, so for $16,000, you get a 5% state credit. So you get a little bit of a tax perk, if you want to call it that, but also that money then grows tax deferreds, which means you don't pay any taxation on it. That would be like a like a Roth. Exactly, as yeah. long as it is used for educational purposes. So, five twenty nine can be used for private elementary school, ten grand a year, um, private high school, um, college, typically trade schools, um, uh, pieces of uh, parts of room and board. Um, if you're buying new computers for the child, you know, iPads, different stuff like that. Could be tutors. Um, all that kind of stuff comes from the 529 plan. And it, Tax-free. Right. And in a 401k, if if I make money inside that, we talk about this all the time. You know, oh, I've got a hundred grand in my 401k. Well, that's pre-tax. That's pre-tax. <laughs> the government is going to come with their hand at some exactly. point. Pre-tax. So you've never paid tax on that money. So when you go to take it out, they're like, hey, you're some. But when you dump something into a 529 or put it into a Roth, you've paid taxes on that already. Yes. So whatever it grows to be, that's all your money. As, as long as it's used. So here's here's a caveat. The Inflation Reduction Act um, actually made a provision. Most people in 529s are scared to do it because they say, well, what if my child doesn't go to school? What if they get a free ride? What if they go into military? So on and so forth. So let's say that you start a 529 today. Um, and what you're looking for is down the road to say, if I overfund this thing, how do I get my money back if we don't use it for, for school? Or, you know, we can pass it down to other kids. You know, if I started now uh, and I really overfund this thing, yeah. you know, it could – who have, knows what school is going to be like when Finn gets Well, yeah, there, but it, you know, know, million dollars a semester. Now, <laughs> uh, but the rate we're running. But If they did something <clears throat> about school costs and everything, and I've I've got $100,000 in there, and his schooling only costs sixty grand. Exactly. you got 40 left over. What, what do I – So the concept now is, is there's a new provision out there, and it states if you've overfunded a 529 plan, you could take whatever the, the – I say the um, amount – $6,000 basically for somebody under 49, and they can be converted from the 529 into a Roth IRA. Just move it from one Just, over the other. It's a, a set of paperwork that you pull it from the 529, move it over, drop it into the Roth, and you could do that up to $35,000 lifetime. So the concept is, is if you had extra cash in a 529, you go, well, oh, I'll just take it out and pay tax on it and penalty. No. 
convert it to the, the beneficiary or the yeah. child's IRA, uh, Roth IRA, no questions asked. They don't so, have to have earned income for it either. That's So it's a brand new so provision. Great. It's yeah. like, hey, look, I saved a bunch of money for your school. But you did such a good job in high school that you got a bunch of scholarships, scholarships and, and rides. Yeah. So now we got all this leftover money. Yep. Rather than pay penalties on it, I'm just you know what? It was for your college, but you did so well that now I just saved up a bunch of money for your retirement. Exactly. And again, the the, the caveat to this: there's always a trick with the IRS. There's always this re- weird rule out there. The rule that it states is you have to have the 529 open for 15 years, and that's the only kicker. That's why I say open it now. Start funding it, um, and we have people who've done that, expecting their child to go get a doctorate or you know an MD, um, and they go, eh, I'm done, and they never go back. Yeah, yeah, and they never go back. They're good, um, and they have all this money left over. Yeah. So that's the question of the day, and then you slowly start to drag it out. Frankly, if it's not for education, the last thing I want is to gift my son a whole bunch of money when he's you know 22 years old. Uh, I would feel much more comfortable having him set up for retirement. Well, exactly. And again, remember this. So let's say that you started when the, your child was born, you know, one or two or three. Um, you did it 15 years. They go to the college. They're done with college. They're in their early 20s. Um, you start to feed this money into a Roth. Guess what? When it's inside of a Roth, guess what? It's after-tax money. And it grows tax deferred. I mean, well, but I you s- but you can also take out your original contribution oh, to right. a Roth and not pay any tax. So the basis, what I put in, uh, mm-hmm. let's just say last year I put five grand into my Roth. So uh, I didn't. If, but, if you needed it, it's right. your five grand you could take out at any time. Whatever it grew over the course of two, three, four years, that would have to stay. That has to stay Until under 59 the, and a half. Exit, five, year, five years or 59 and a half, whatever's longer. Yeah. So typically that it's has to five stay. years or more. Yeah. But I can take my basis up. Yeah. It's your money. It's not going to grow as fast. Oh, no. Yeah. You stunt the growth of it, yeah. but you get your after-tax Freezing, dollars you know, quick. my future earnings. Yeah. But if I need that cash yeah. for you know an emergency you or something. You can pull it and do whatever you need to so do with interesting. it. so interesting. So yeah. there are so many different things that you can do. So- in this, in this setup where you have the 529, it's overfunded, parents funded it, you don't use it for college education, you start to roll this dollar, these dollars over to a Roth, um, at some point in time, the child is going to buy a house so they could reach into the Roth, pull the money out, yes. use it for their down payment. Yes. So, so they can use it for their retirement. It's a long, drug-out process yeah. to get it there, but it's the best I way to do it. it. I love it. So, and and it feels good to think that I could start saving at, when he's three. Yeah. And then when he's 59 and a half, you know how much that's growing it's in there? It's a ton of money. If you take time and, value of money. And he doesn't have to pay taxes on yeah. it. Yeah. And it's all. That's well, so wild. Well, let me, let me back up for a second with my disclaimer. Um, as of tax laws today, no, you don't have to pay tax on it. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Um, of course. Yeah, way yeah. down the future. Ding, ding, ding. Well, as of today. Everybody listening. Yeah, we'll probably, you know, we'll never run into that. But there is the possibility that, you know, maybe a generation down the road, they adjust it and say, oh, it's supposed to be tax free. But if you are successful and you make more than, you know, $80,000 a year, we're going to tax 2% of it or something goofy like that. They did it to Social Security, um, took maybe four or five generations to do that, but they ended up getting taxed on Social Security. And you know what? <laughs> People are going to be listening to this show 30 years from now, and they're going to say, what's Social Security? <laughs> <laughs> so that ran out of money in 2025. What are they, what are they no. talking about? Uh, so <laughs> this makes me feel really good that I can, if I do have a little extra money, I could either put it towards, you know, myself. I put it to my wife would say, uh, the fireplace. Yeah, or I exactly. Say, you know what? Let's, <laughs> honey, look how much money I socked away for it's, Finn's college. It's too cold. You're not going to use a fireplace anyway. So. Yeah, yeah the, the, the gas is frozen. <laughs> the lines are frozen on it. Um, so these are the things uh, that you can be doing, and we'll talk uh, towards the end of the show as well, more planning tips for 2024. But think about it. Have you done the FSA yet for your kids' current schooling uh, like we have for our daycare? Have you done the 529 for their future schooling or for their future whatever? Exactly. You know, That's, You don't know. The, the unknown is what you're planning for. Just start socking it away, and if they use it for school, great. If they don't, then there's other things that you can do with it, and that's the point of this show is Jeff is here to say there are so many things you can be doing 
that you don't even know exist. You just opened my mind, and we've been doing this show for two or three years. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then you know, and then you come out with this night. You know, <laughs> what, what else are you hiding in there? You know, I'm picking Jeff up by his ankles and shaking him upside down. To see what other two, tax... Two, two nickels fell yeah. out of my pocket. <laughs> well, the nickels fall out, but the tax tips are pouring out. Um, so he's full of it, and uh, all you have to do is get a, an appointment on the books. Schedule an appointment. Go in and see Jeff. Now is a great time because you do have to do your taxes. So let him do your taxes for you. But it's also a great time because you can start over or you can start something that you, exactly. you didn't even know existed, yep. and you can get a whole full 12 months' worth of tax keepings. I, some people call it tax savings, but this is keep what's yours. Keepings. <laughs> tax keepings. It's kept in your pocket, kept in your Roth, kept yes. in your 401k, kept in your paycheck and not going out to the federal government in the form of taxes. There is a, a subtitle to Jeff's book, Keep What's Yours. The subtitle is How to Leverage the New Tax Law to Create Unfair Advantage Over Your Competition. In this case... Our competition is the IRS. It's our friends at the state and IRS, yes. It's the tax code, and it's not like we want to be at loggerheads with... Oh, no. You don't want to fight them, but the rules are put out there. As long as we stay within the guardrails, you're perfectly fine. Let's play by the rules and legally keep some of our money. Exactly. You know, and keep as much as we possibly can. I always say this. I don't mind paying taxes. I just don't want to pay a penny more than what I have to. So. That you're legally obligated to. There you go. We'll go to a commercial break, and when we come back, we will talk some news. There are, you know, the the Trump tax code, the Trump tax code uh, that they set up in what was it, 2017? Yeah, started 2018. Uh, that sunsets at, in 2025, a yes. year from today. Year. Uh, that sunsets, and whether the new administration or whoever gets elected in there, I think we're down to three now. Yeah, Haley, yeah. <laughs> Trump, or Biden. Yeah. Uh, whoever gets into office in November uh, gets to set the new tax code. Yeah, and they'll obviously have some wrangling with. Uh, and it's not it's not Congress. by it's not by choice. Yeah, I mean it's by design that it they sunsets. have to adjust it. They could probably take a lot of what's in there now and, and, and carry it forward. Going, yeah. But they have they yeah. have to make a decision on yes. something. So whoever gets into office gets to either keep the status quo or try to come up with a new tax code. So things will be changing. But lots in the meantime, things are already changing. And we'll tell you about mm-hmm. those right after this. It is keep what's yours with Jeff Zufall. And, you know, we're telling you that, that the tax code changes all the time. How do I keep up with it? You don't. That's the thing. You don't. Even if you tried, you probably couldn't. So that's why you have Jeff on your side. 636-394-5524 or capitaladvisorygrp.com. Keep it yours with Jeff Zufall right after this. Another segment. The views and opinions expressed in the following paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back on the show, back to Keep What's Yours. Jeff is here, and uh, it is 2024, but there's already movement and talk about... uh, Now, when they changed the tax laws, they did it during COVID, Mm -hmm. and uh, we got uh, a lot of money for the child tax credit. Yes. And uh, there were some other tax provisions that were put in during covid uh we were allowed to contribute to charities again yes and then that went away there was even some weird ones that were for businesses if they wanted to take clients out to lunch you know the restaurants were really struggling so they're like we want to get the restaurants going again you know and let people write off a big chunk of of uh lunch meetings and everything (laughs) But those, after the pandemic ended, and I say air quotes because, you know, I just had COVID a couple weeks ago. It's it's still (laughs) out there, people. It didn't end. (laughs) Uh, After the pandemic ended, uh, they kind of took those back. And Mm -hmm. when when they bring these out for us, let's just take the child tax credit. When they bring these out and say, we're going to give you more money Mm -hmm. because everybody's struggling during the pandemic. Is that a, an amendment to the tax code, or is that yes. do they have something that's like a temporary tax provision? It'll be a provision that's put into the tax code. But here's here's the issue: is we're sitting, you know, into January twenty four, 
tax season starts. First day to e-file is the 29th of January. It's coming up. And it's right around the corner. So there's a provision sitting out there that is going to give us an increased child tax credit. Not not like it was through COVID. So COVID, it was really inflated, almost oh, double. Yeah, it was like 3200 3100 um, for a child under seven. And then I think it was eighteen or two thousand for a child between seven and and as someone 17. with a child under seven, I loved it. Yes, um, <laughs> and again, so you could either say, "Hey, I'll take it in monthly installments." I think from like July to December, or you could wait and take it on your tax return when you filed your return. You got the huge refund. But then they then they took it away, and then they took it away and went back to normal. And there was a, a, a normal being what it's been historically, a hundred years or more. No, yeah, right. <laughs> the last twenty years or so. Right. Um, uh, so most of the people listening now, if you've got kids that are in college or you know it's yeah, whatever, you, you got the you credit back there. Yeah, yeah, you got it back then. It just went back to that. Um, so there was wrangling. There was uh, a- still wrangling. So here, the worst job in America to be the first week of February is a uh, programmer for a tax software company because they're trying, as we speak, to make this adjustment to give us an enhanced child tax credit and then to adjust some of the, I'll say, business tax credits that are on the books that have been adjusted over the last two years to enhance both of them. And the one and, and and would this be though? Because they're talking child tax credit, and my ears perk up because, I, like I said, child under seven. Mm-hmm. Um, would this be something going forward? Like I'll talk to you next year. Well, or they're, will they're they... trying to make it for twenty twenty three tax year. So the taxes that I'm getting together yeah. now, you know, yeah. don't get your your. If you have a child and they're under eighteen. Hang tight just a little bit. Just hang on. Um, and the reason I say that is, let's say that next week they put this deal together and we get an uh, uh, you know enhanced child tax credit added to the tax rolls um, and then some of these business adjustments. Before you file your 23, you got to wait and see because, one, it'll take them to put this in the, the law. Two, it takes a couple of days for somebody to interpret what they actually said and go, hey, this is how it should be coded, and then the coders have to build it in the software. Oh, my gosh. So if you file your return and then go, hey, I'm entitled to another $2,000 in the child tax credit, you have to amend your return of and then all... go back through the, the jump through the hoops, in a sense, to get your two grand back. Of all the times of the year to make uh, a this, tax law Yeah, this adjustment. should have been done in <laughs> December, and then at least we knew it going into it. And from a planning standpoint, you go, well, we got to get an extra X, you know, coming in the door. But so, retro, they would do it retroactively. They're, set, they're talking retro 23 going forward. Okay. Um, so it's an enhanced child tax credit. And then also one of the provisions is what's called bonus depreciation for businesses. So if you own a business. Yeah, and in the news, child tax credit, I get. We all have kids, mm-hmm. or most of us yeah. have kids. We all know what that is. And then they just said, and then business taxes. And so it's like, well, what, what does that mean? So if you own a business, um, it's uh, enhanced depreciation in a sense, or special depreciation if you want to call it that. So typically what they were trying to do is over the last couple of years, they've taken this deduction kind of decrease. It was if you owned a business and you bought a uh, equipment for your business, you could go to $1.2 million of expenses and you got to write off 100% of it the year that you purchased it. Even if it was November or December of the year, as long as you took took uh, possession of it. Um, the twist to this is people then who own businesses go, hey, like Josh, you have your little side business going and you saw that you know awesome Escalade. $120,000, and you go, hey, I buy it, and it becomes a, a business vehicle. Technically, yes, but what they've realized is it's luxury SUVs that they are excluding. <laughs> They're not taking it away 100%, but it, they took it from 100% deduction. So you could literally buy it in the past, and it was grand. You took $120,000 right off the year you put it in service. Um, they've now knocked that to 80% two years ago, 60% 2023. And there is discussion now to bring it back. Put it back to 100. So put it back to 100. So basically that kind of gets people out buying stuff. Um, and again, right, wrong, or indifferent, the, the original concept is if you were a contractor and you needed to go buy a $100,000 F-350 
and you use it. It's a work truck. Mm-hmm. You're not going to drive around and go date night on it or anything like that. That's equipment. Um, that's what the original law was designed for. And, you know, if you're a printer and you have to buy a million-dollar printing press, you don't want to drag that out over from a, you know, deduction standpoint or depreciation. You don't want to drag that over seven years or five years. You want credit for it the year you buy yeah, it. And now. And you take the deduction. So that's the the concept. So they're they're attempting to bring this back, but we'll see. You know, I find it so interesting, like, you know, the child tax credit, that pertains to everybody and yes. any politician that and that it, it did have to... income limitations. I don't know. Sure. Uh, it's like two fifty or three fifty. It started phasing out a little bit, but you still got it, or at least a piece of it. I wonder which politicians were keyed in that much to say, "Hey, let's bring if we're going to bring the child tax credits back, let's bring back the tax credits on that." F-250. So apparently, it's bipartisan, and it's Ron Wyden, who's a Democrat from Oregon. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, Rep. Jason Smith. He's a Republican from Missouri. But I don't oh. know where he's from in Missouri. Um, yeah. Are the two that have spearheaded this. And apparently they've been talking for months, trying to work out all the details as they go forward. So, And that was so interesting because we've talked before about how, you know, the Build Back Better plan or the infrastructure plan. I don't remember which mm-hmm. one it is. They had a, a child tax credit provision in there and joe manchin democrat exactly from west virginia was the one that said i'm i won't sign off on this if that child tax credit is yeah so for whatever reason he gave it and then changed his tune quickly um and is still adamantly against it so these two guys have to go fight i guess joe yeah you know to see if they can get him to to sway his vote changed his tune yeah uh, so that's hanging out there. So if you are a business who just bought an F-250 or an F-350 and you use it for work, and, you know, I was just imagining while you were talking, uh, driving an F-250 out to date night, <laughs> throwing the valet the keys. That's right. Here you, you know, go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> big, big diesel. Yeah, don't park it next to anybody else. Um, no, you use it for work. You know, yeah. you might be able to take advantage of this. And if you've got kids uh, under 18 or under 7 yeah. like me. Uh, you might be able to take advantage of this. So watch yeah. this space. So we're just kind of watching this as we go forward. I can't file my taxes today anyway. No, you can't file. Wait. First first day is 29th yeah. is the first day to e-file. So even if you have, you know, say you just have a W-2, um, you know, maybe a little bit of information like that, you could technically file on the 29th. Be January ready to go. 29th. January 29th, first uh, day. But you always remind people, just hang Give it on. Just a little bit. Just have for the patience. sake of, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I got uh, an alert from uh, the crypto website mm-hmm. that I've used. And they said, oh, you're W9 or, or what is it? You're 1099. Uh, and then they said, oh, wait a minute. You didn't make enough money. Yeah. Not gonna Sorry, we're not going to issue. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. probably lost a bunch of money. <laughs> um, hey, we don't get credit for that, do we? Speaking of that, that's the other thing is there are now crypto ETFs. So um, whereas before you had, physically had to go buy I had to go Bitcoin, to Coinbase. And you had to go to Coinbase and do your purse and all that kind of stuff. There are ETFs that are out there currently. So it's funny, um, and again, not funny after the fact, but uh, two weeks ago, it turns out on Twitter, there was this news flash from the SEC saying, hey, it's approved. These guys are good to go. And it turns out that the SEC got hacked. <laughs> oh, no. Somebody got on their account and actually said, jumped the gun and said that it was ready to go. Um, and so the SEC had to kind of put their tail between their legs and say, oops, we got hacked, you know, and that's why you need, uh, you know, cybersecurity protection, blah, 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 just in case. But they did come up about a week later and they've released, there's a, I think there's a half a dozen um, ETFs, electronically traded funds that are Bitcoin. And, and that and, should, and, makes are digital, digital assets, yeah. I should say, that do reach out and, and they buy it. Um, so now that you got that, again, we've talked about it's this. It's just so volatile. Yeah. Jamie know? Diamond from J.P. Morgan mm-hmm. said, oh, it's a Ponzi scheme. Don't ever get into it. You know, blah, blah, blah. But yet the whole time he was petitioning to the Securities and Exchange Commission trying to get an ETF created well, for well, J.P. Morgan. But if anybody's <laughs> going to wet their beak on it, it's going to be us. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, but it's it's one of these things where I, I heard somebody talking on the radio last week. They said, look, this isn't your for your 401K. This is if you have – Yeah, this is – This, this is, is like is the money you would take to less, the casino. Less than, I say, portfolio size, maybe 1%, maybe 2% max that and you allocate. Just the fun money kind of – 
kind yep. of stuff. Because it could blow up in your face. Big time. Um, and you could make money uh, hand over fist, but uh, I'd be more leaning towards the blow up in your face side. And I'm always fascinated how, you know, who was that girl, uh, you know, talk about Ponzi schemes. The girl with the black turtleneck, and she talked like this, oh. and she had <laughs> um, Elizabeth something. Yeah. Uh, and she had that machine. Did the blood testing. Yeah. yeah well, fake to, fake blood testing. She was worth $6 billion, uh-huh. and then overnight she was worth nothing. Zero. You know? Yep. And it's like how does money or wealth or yep. whatever just disappear into thin air like that? You know, if somebody – if my bank account disappeared, somebody robbed it exactly. and walked off exactly. with, you know, 70 bucks. That's yeah. all I got out there. <laughs> um, but how does wealth like that disappear? Well, with crypto, it just – Just poof. It, it's you there one day. It's not, not in favor of the next. We thought it was worth $40,000 for a Bitcoin. Today, mm-hmm. we only think it's worth $20,000. Yeah. And then poof, twenty poof. grand in equity or whatever. Yeah. Goes up and I haven't I haven't seen because we haven't got deep into the twenty three tax season yet. But in twenty two, I bet you twenty thirty percent of the client base had a transaction in crypto, I'd, and I'd every love, one of them yeah. resulted in a loss. In a loss. In a loss. It was well, you know maybe five eight hundred dollars max, but they all resulted well, that in was losses. A, that was a bad year for Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's back now apparently. Uh, yeah. But you know, uh, don't take my word for it. Uh, consult your your financial planner. Exactly. <laughs> Give him a call now. It's Jeff Zufall, 636-394-5524. I would be very interested as you start doing people's taxes over the next yeah. two or three months. See if what what the 23 numbers look like. And, and yeah, we, yeah, and I always ask you anecdotally, you know, um, all these questions about taxes. What do you see? Because you, you literally see people's taxes. You can do a cross, ch- oh, uh, you know. Yeah cross-reference of, of what's going on in yeah. the economy from, you know, rich people uh, to people like me who yeah. are barely scrapping two nickels together. So, you know, <laughs> they we'll, fell out of my pocket. No. Right, yeah, <laughs> I, I stole those two nickels. Um, we'll, we'll get a, an idea from you of what 2023 yeah. looks we'll like. We'll get deeper paper. into the yeah. – yeah, I mean, it just – as you get your eyes on slowly, people are starting to drop papers. You don't off. have to use names, but if you want oh, to yeah. tell me off the air, you know, <laughs> a couple of names uh, of people who really did well this year, um, I'll go ask for a handout. Uh, other places in the news, they gave the IRS a bunch of money to hire agents to go and claw back back yes. taxes. Yeah. And, and what is the latest on that? So the latest on this one is kind of nice. They have collected $500 million in back taxes. Um, so this is part of the package where they got $80 billion to go hire people. Unfortunately, uh, the ceiling debate took $20 billion away. The debt ceiling, one of uh, the Republicans' demands was, uh, we'll sign off on this if you, if you take $20 billion back from yeah. the IRS. And now, okay. and I, I thought that this passed, but apparently it didn't. It's either $14.8 billion or $15.8 billion for aid to Israel that mm-hmm. is sitting out there, and somehow it's in some package being discussed as we speak. But they don't know where to get the money from, so they're going to take it from IRS funding on top of that. So they're going to try to take so even more money now from there's, the IRS. Uh, $35 billion that goes poof. Um, now, they have gone out, and I guess they're proving their worth, if you want to call it that. Um, and basically, they're, they're, uh, they said that they pulled – Grand total, it's five hundred and twenty million dollars from I'll call it, you know, people who, who are tax delinquents, tax dodgers, whatever you want to call it. Um, and with tax, this, I didn't realize yeah. I had to pay taxes. Yeah. So, and this was uh, Friday, and this is going back to the twenty-two upgrade where they they got the the first piece of the cash, hired people, and now they have agents out doing it. So again, what they're saying is. And it came from the Inflation Reduction Act, which had nothing to do with inflation. Just right. a fancy, <laughs> fancy name. You always like to remind yeah. people Because <laughs> people are like, oh, what, what does save us in inflation? And it's like it didn't reduce anything. Yeah. Um, but what they're saying, again, is they are saying that the, the, the IRS and the Biden administration are saying that they pledge that there's no increases in audits for people that make less than $400,000 a year. Okay. So, so cross section would, be a, would of the, be a lot of us. There's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, if you say, hey, it's a two percent, three percent 
risk. Now, if you do something stupid, yeah, they, you're going to get audited and you probably deserve to. Um, but they're saying just in general that it's 400000 or less is what they're saying. And just to remind everybody, because I know that there's certain talk shows that are out there that are saying, you know, certain commercials, the IRS is coming after you. <laughs> they're not here to harass, you know, regular people like you and me. They're going after people who just downright didn't pay their Either taxes. didn't pay, dodge the system. Um, and I say dodged it, try to work in cash, whatever the question may be. That's who they're really looking for at and the end of the day. Is it is it people like me who? Well, I had no idea that I, you know, I'm I'm on, being honest with you guys. I had no idea I owed that in taxes. Or is it people that said I'm going to do this? Yeah, and I'm gonna it's do more. That. It's more that gets back into this. You know, um, the LLC. You know, you got to declare if you have a yeah. business. Oh, I started a business so I can. Yeah, you know, takes write-offs on it. Yeah, and if you look at that on Instagram, I laugh at them all the time. No, I think it was uh, Chase is not going to give you a hundred fifty thousand dollar loan just because you have a bank account or right. a, a business out there. It, it, there's uh, hoops you have to jump through to be entitled to that one fifty. So this is for the schemers. Yeah, you know this is five hundred million dollars that they got back from the schemers. Out yeah, there. are people who literally blew the system off. You got a ten ninety nine sent to you. You just, just didn't pay. You just didn't report it. Yeah, um, they'll catch you, and it's a matter of of coming forward. It takes them. Uh, I say 18 months. Used to take just shy of a year. If you missed the 1099, you'd get a really nice letter from them saying, "Hey, you owe us money." Yeah. Um, now it's about 18 months is what it takes. Um, and 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 here's here's another thing. They gave them 20 billion dollars, but they only collected 500 yeah. million. <laughs> uh, well, maybe they're just ramping it up. They're just, and that's what they're saying. They are just ramping it up. Um, they're getting the wheels in motion, um, and they really went after in this. They went after hedge funds. Um, giant partnerships, stuff oh, like that. Boy, that these kind are, of these were are the guys that uh, the big have hired lawyers to yes. prevent that from happening. And I think some of them are they're just like, hey, write them a check, call it a day. Yeah. So, um, but again, as this gets bigger and bigger, if the funding holds on, you know, we'll see how that how that pans out. And then uh, one last thing in the news before we go to commercial break: government shutdown. We've avoid it seemed to avoid it avoided yeah. it for now. Yeah, for um, now. I think it's a short term. I think it goes to March kick the something can down the road. Yes, to March. What happens? Uh, you know, we'll have to re relitigate this all in March. But what happens if the government shuts down in March? In the height of tax season. So what they're saying is they keep, uh, the, I think their their quote was critical uh, systems in place. question is what's I mean, critical. The question is we don't have any money. Well, yeah. how do we get money? From taxes. Yeah. So are they going to turn off the faucet? Yeah. Well, that's the question is do they, is it everybody but the IRS stays in, in you know, in service, if you want to call it that, or do they cut it down to bare bones, skeleton crews to keep it operational? That we don't know. But their response was, hey, if this really does shut down, um, we keep critical infrastructure in place. So good and, good corporate response. But <laughs> And it's always, the th oh, they always say the government's going to shut. And then at the 12th hour, sometimes they, in the 1 a.m. hour. Yeah, they, they you know rob Peter to pay Paul right. and pull it off. So. But it did happen. Uh, I think it happened twice yeah. under uh, the Trump administration. Trump, where they let it let it go. Just to, And it, I think it was seven days in one case. Um, Which you know. is, you know, whatever. But they still probably, you know lost uh, oh, hundreds of millions huge. of dollars. Just the, the, the production alone yes, and, yes. you know, whatever that equates to is is phenomenal. So we'll see. And a lot of people say, you know, uh, it's an election year and nobody wants to have a government shutdown on their watch, whether yeah. it's the president or Congress. Uh, so it, they'll probably cut a deal. But what happens if the government shuts yeah. down while we're just trying to pay we don't our taxes? Know. Because it could <laughs> come to a screeching <laughs> halt. <laughs> wow, that's... So, That's reassuring. We yeah, don't know. We don't know. <laughs> so. All right. Well, we'll watch this space again. Uh, and, and just to reiterate from uh, the beginning of the conversation in this segment, watch this space for that child tax credit yes. and those business yeah. tax changes because that could take effect within a week or two. Exactly. And if it does, it takes maybe a week to get the, uh, the I'll say, the infrastructure built, which is what the heck does it mean and how is it coded within a tax program? And both of these things, uh, Jeff, I always say, sometimes the government throws us a bone yeah. and, and we get beneficial tax laws. On exactly. Something that's worth 
Yeah. Both of these things would be beneficial to us. Yes, on both sides. So wait, get your paperwork together, get everything together, yeah. get ready to go, but just don't file yet because there can be some. And if we did file and they make a change, we could do an you amendment. You can do an amendment, just adds just, yeah, yeah, adds paperwork and all that fun that. stuff to the I don't the want process. to make you do that. Because <laughs> full disclosure, Jeff is my tax guy. He's my financial guy. He's my tax guy. And it can be yours, too. 636-394-5524. That's the number to Capital Advisory Group. That's where Jeff sits. CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com. Let's go to commercial break. When we come back, planning tips for 2024. It is a new year. What can we be doing to maximize, get a full 12 months worth of tax keepings in 2024? You know, uh, I always say... I got my FSA started in June, and I kicked myself the following April yes. <laughs> that I didn't set it up for the whole year. Whole year, yeah. So now's the time to set it up for the whole year. We'll tell you what some of those things could possibly be in your situation when we come back. It's Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall on the Big 550 KTRS. The views and opinions expressed in the following paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back on the show, back to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. We've got a couple more minutes left here to just say, you know, it's the middle of January, coming up late January. Just hang on to your tax returns. Yes. Wait and see just if a little bit longer. go through. Uh, you got kids. Hang on. Maybe the child tax credits will be reinstated or, or beefed up a little bit. You don't want to have to file a, an amendment. You just hang on a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll see where it goes. But... It's also the time of the year to start planning for the rest of the year. Yes. I mentioned this going into break. We set up an FSA for my son for his daycare, and we set it up in June. We get to your office, and mm-hmm. we're going over our taxes the following year. And you said, well, you guys kept this much money. And I was yeah. like, awesome. And he said, but if you had it run in the full year – it would be double yeah. that. Uh, now, you know, I'm kicking myself. Why did we wait until June to get this thing set up? I wish we would have started January yeah, 1. Exactly. Now's your chance to start in January to get these things rolling so you get a full 12 months of tax savings. Yes. Uh, rather than wait to, oh, I'll do it after tax season. Exactly. Or, you know, then tax after tax season becomes, you know, July, and then after oh, July the becomes summer, September, you know, and then you're like, oh, man. Summer's always you know, busy. Yeah, i got to hurry up and do this. Yeah. So And now you've yeah. you got three months of yeah. tax savings when you could have had a, a full 12. So what are some of the things that we want to set up now and just get rolling so okay. we get a full year's worth of tax savings? So what you want to do is look to see, does your employer have – a 401k, a 403b if you're an educator, a 457f if you're a government employee. Um, And if you don't have any of those, can you do an IRA, a Roth IRA? Um, Something that you could do to start today, and it doesn't cost that much, to where you could just, and you don't have to max it out first year, but at least attempt to as you go forward. This is what I did, Jeff. I did 6%. Yeah. And I just said, did that kill me? Yeah, and, and it, it clearly didn't. It, because really the net effect's probably 4%, 3% out of pocket, honestly, at the end of the day, um, because of the pre-tax benefits of right. it. So, again, that's what you want to look for is, you know, what, what, what choices do you have out there that you could actually start to put money away? And, again, you don't have to attempt to max it. Um, but if you're over 49, age 49, um, you get a catch-up provision, so you get an extra $7,500 on top of everything else that you've done to catch up to help you for retirement. So, mm-hmm. again, if you max out your 401Ks, but yet you don't tell your employer or the trustee, hey, I want to do a catch-up, usually they just turn it off. And, and as an individual, you just get a little bit bigger paycheck, and you go, oh, I didn't think anything of it. Great, I got a raise or something. Right. And then it turns out. You maxed out your 401k, but they didn't take it to the next level, which is the catch-up provision. So I've which, seen that a couple of times. Like, I, I'll do a couple things around here at the station. and my paycheck, you know, fill in for McGraw or I'll fill in for Carney or do this or do that. Maybe I take a week off and I don't get the mm-hmm. yard sale in. Um, and my paycheck is never the same. Yeah. 
every two weeks because yeah. it's always a little bit more, a little bit less. Less, yeah. Um, so if if my catch-up provision doesn't kick in and all of a sudden I'm seeing 50 bucks extra more on my pay, I might not even notice. You don't even pay attention to it sometimes. Don't even pay attention Some people are like, oh, my gosh, I didn't, but – that's the concept is if you can use it to your advantage, they're putting you the rules out there. You don't want an extra 50 bucks because yeah. it could be worth that much to more. Put it towards, exactly. Putting so that's, it, socking it away. Yeah. So that's that's the, the big one. Um, and again, the, there's new rules. There's all kinds of different adjustments out there. Um, but at least start something um, and get it going. Yeah. So that'd be the first one out of the box. And then this is for the, I say, the older people. Look to see what review, what is your RMD, required minimum distribution? Um, you know, what is it? How do you want to take it? Um, and, and what is the age now? So <laughs> so you, a lot of people question. were at 70 and a half. Yeah. And they were basically 73. Um, 72, 73 is the number. So if you so, hit that number, the government said, you've held on to your money long enough. We want your taxes. We want a piece of it. They and start it, making you take it Forced out. out. And so... The question is this, is um, if you're a charitable individual and you're coming up, this is the first year of your RMD that you have to take it, quit writing checks to charity out of your checking account, use your RMD, use that to give to the charity. It counts for your your required amount, Mm -hmm. but you don't pay tax on whatever you gift away. Now, tell me this, though, um, and I know that you say, well, it really just depends on how much is in your your IRA. Um, What... What does a required minimum distribution look like in your experience anecdotally? Is it 500 bucks? Is it 1000 bucks? It depends because it's basically based upon whatever your 1231. So like if we're sitting today putting it together and this is your first year, it's based on December 31st of 2022's number for your account balance. And there's a factor and the IRS has a table and it's about 3.65%. So Say three and a half percent of your account balance has of to be forced out. That's in there. Every every IRA. Now again, you could pool it all together and say I'm going to take it all from one account. You could say you have four different IRAs. You'd have to add them all up, do the calculation based upon all four of them added up, and you could take it divided equally. You could prorate it by the account sizes each account. Or you could take it all from one. They don't care as long as you take out right. whatever that number is so at the end of the year. So if you have $100,000 saved up in your in your IRA, mm-hmm. you'd have to take out three grand. Yeah, if you have 3500 3, If you have a million dollars saved up in your IRA, you got to take out $30,000. Yes. And is that – that's not monthly. That's just for that calendar year. It's just year. for that calendar year. So remember 2022. So the, the funny part is 2021 – or let me back up for a second. 2022 was a terrible year in the market, okay? Um, so the markets went down value-wise. So if your account was subject to securities, it went down in value, which means you have a lower account balance on 1231-2022. Um, so when they did the calculation for last year, you got paid less or had to take out less. 2023, the markets came back to life. Your calculation is 1231-23, for this year, for 24. So your account balance went back up. So now you'll be, for, you'll be forced to take out even more money because you made money in the market. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so it's kind of a, a, I say, a weird calculation, but it's whatever the total round up all your IRAs at the end of the year. Um, and that's, you know, basically do three. And, and then it's age-based. So the older you get, the higher your withdrawal rate is. And and this is interesting because you know theoretically you save that money you know you got that million dollars in the IRA because you need it in return exactly but what if you know I'm living off Social Security uh, the house is paid off you know I had some other accounts you know I'm I'm fine the government's making me take out thirty thousand exactly. dollars and I don't need you it. don't want it and you don't I need don't it. want it I don't need it and I got to pay taxes on it if the government's forcing me to take it out. Is there a, a tax beneficial way for me to do that? Not really. <laughs> okay. but, I mean, honestly, it is what it is. Now, but if I'm making charitable donations, that's that's one way to do it. You know, um, the five grand I'm tithing to the church, exactly. I can take straight out of there, straight from there. The, they send you the check, but the check is made payable to the church. You go hand deliver it to the church. That five grand that you gifted, you don't get a deduction for it. But it's not taxable. But it's not taxable. The, counts the for church your gets it. Yeah, counts yeah. for your thirty grand. But yet the church gets it, but you don't have to pay tax on it. Perfect. So it helps reduce. So your now tax. I only have to pay taxes on twenty five. 
And then the other flip is there's what's called a, quali- a qualified uh, QLAC, which basically says it's an, an it's an annuity. You could hide a hundred and I think it's a hundred and ten thousand dollars that's taken out of your IRA account, and you don't have to. It's not used in the calculation for your RMD until you're like eighty. I think it's ten years or age eighty, whatever's longer. Um, so again, at the end of the day, you could move a hundred grand, hundred and ten over, delay the inevitable, and you're delaying it basically. Yeah. So there, if you have an RMD, and maybe this is the first year you have to start it, or maybe you did one last year or the year before that, and you're like, oh, this is, you know, I don't need this money, and they're yeah. just making me take it out. Um, talk to Jeff. Exactly. And just say, what what are my options? What can I do here? This is what I do, uh, you know, this is what I tithe. This is what I donate to charity. This is what I do. They're making me take this out. What can I is there a better way yeah. of doing this? And Jeff can help. And, and then that. prior to RMD age, so say prior to 72, 73, um, do you do Roth conversions each year to try and reduce your account that's, balance? That's a big one. And that's the big one where that run, maybe at 65-ish, working up to this, you start to convert quickly to get from point A to point B. And how much can we convert every year? Well, that's a math equation that, yes. that Jeff can do for you. We wait till. Yeah. Basically, the end of the year, so we know where your income is, and we can tax bracket plan, you know, yeah. saying, hey, take out this or don't take this out. And that's the thing. Most of this stuff is just math. And mm-hmm. a full disclosure lots of it. <laughs> I'm bad at it. So Jeff knows the equations to plug in. He can help you out here. 636 394 5524. Number one, he knows the tax code, so he can tell you what to take advantage of. And number two, when you say, how much uh, can I convert to Roth? Without hitting myself into a new tax bracket, he's, well, let's run the numbers. Yep. He can run the numbers for you as well. So he'll tell you what's out there to take advantage of. He'll tell you the math on how much to convert. He'll do all of that for you, and he'll do your taxes on top of it. 636-394-5524. And we'll be seeing a lot more of you, Jeff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now it is tax time. Uh, but you can make an appointment with him, capitaladvisorygrp.com, Capital Advisory Group. That's Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. And, again, if you want to set up an appointment with Jeff, you want to go over the RMD stuff with him, 636-394-5524. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com. The views and opinions expressed in the preceding paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners.